You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. But uh, I I just am so excited for tonight um, because I believe, is it okay if we go deep tonight? Oh gosh. Is that right? Is that correct? Um, I... I just believe that God wants to take us to another level. And how, how many of you have ever, um, have ever forgotten a, a password? And, you know, in the digital world we live in today, like, I mean, there's a password for your email, a password for, like, of course, Instagram and Facebook, but there's a password for, ev- a password for everything. And everything we do in life now is through your app. So, so you have to download every app, and every app has a password. The worst one is the, the banking password, though. Have you ever forgotten your banking password, your online banking password? It's the worst because it's not like, okay, we know what to do. Like you click on forgot my password, right, and, and sh- sends you a link or whatever. But this one sends you a code and a link, and it just takes forever to recover your password. But, but see, the password has a purpose, right? As, as, you, as you type in your password, you enter this, this, this platform, this digital realm, so to speak, so you can operate and navigate in this. So for example, if you have Bank of America or Chase or whatever you, it is that you have, uh, you type in your password and then you can navigate. You can make transfers. You can, you can do things. You can make payments. You can check on your banking. So you need the password to to, to begin to be able to navigate and operate in this digital realm. Well, there, is, there are some passwords in the kingdom of God that we need to be able to know so we can enter this, this heavenly realm, the kingdom of God, so we can navigate in the kingdom of God because there are some things that are, that are reserved for God's children. There are some tools, some powerful tools that God has reserved for us But it takes a password. I want to talk about one of those passwords tonight. And it's, it's, it's called honor. Honor. Can we say that with me? Honor. Honor. We live in a culture that rages. A world culture that rages against honor. We live in a culture that if, if we don't like something, we talk negatively about it. And we, we love to gossip and, and we love to mock people and make fun of people. Come on, at work or, I mean, we, we've all been guilty of it. And it's so easy. I love how Pastor Jurgen said it's, it's like this culture that just tries to pull you down. And it's this gravitational pull. And if we're honest, we've all been there. And it's hard not to laugh. Come on, the, the phenomenon of the memes. I mean, some of them are hilarious, but some of them are so hellish and so full of dishonor. But tonight we're going to learn about what honor can do in our lives. <clears throat> Man, I believe that God is wanting to take you, your life, individually, and your family to another level and as a church. Pastor Mike, I believe in Pastor Katie that God is wanting to strengthen our church as we learn to navigate and operate in the principle of honor. Everybody say honor with me. Can we jump to the scriptures real quick? Let's go to Mark chapter 6, and I'm going to read out a, a verses 6, one, I'm sorry, 1 through 6. There we go. So Jesus left that part of the country and returned with his disciples to Nazareth, his hometown. 
The next Sabbath, he began teaching in the synagogue. And many who heard him were amazed. They asked, where did he get all this wisdom and the power to perform such miracles? Then they scoffed. He's just a carpenter, the son of Mary and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon. And his sisters live right here among us. He's just da-da-da-da-da. They were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Then Jesus told them, a prophet is honored. Everybody say honored. A prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. And because of their unbelief, because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles. Not, let's pause right here. Because of their unbelief, he couldn't, not he wouldn't. He wouldn't would have to do with his will. He couldn't. He was restrained from, from an atmosphere of miracles and, and things popping left and right and God stories. And, I, and this happened in my life and then this door opened and this. Now okay, I, I understand there's seasons, but, but he was restrained. He couldn't do any miracles. And I just wonder in my life, where am I restraining Jesus? Am I restraining Jesus in my marriage? Am I restraining Jesus with my kids? Am I restraining Jesus in my business or in my church or with my peers, my friends? Am I, am I, is, is there any other areas in my life where, where if God was just writing my story, he would say, and, and I couldn't do any miracles. Is this all right? Is this too hard? Is this okay? Because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Then Jesus went from village to village teaching the people. See, I just love the power of God and the grace of God, but there's something called human responsibility. And we meet in the middle. And my job as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, if I want to maximize everything that God has for me, there's nothing that you could tell me that I would hate the most and get to heaven and for God to be like, I had so much more for you. And for me to just watch the movie of what life could have been like, but because of my unbelief and my dishonor, I kept God from it. Oh, come on, somebody. I guess I'm trying to talk to some people that, that are tired of their current circumstance and want God, come on, to come and heal our hearts. But is there dishonor in your life? Come on, God wants to take us to the next level. God wants to take us to the next level. Come on, if there's offense in your life right now, release it. Release it right now. Just say, God, I forgive so-and-so. Come on, in your own heart, I forgive so-and-so. I forgive them because it's only keeping you from what God has for you. And let's just go verse by verse, and then we're going to get into what honor looks like and all of that. But he, he, let's go to verse 3. Then, so, then they, so they asked, where did he get all this wisdom and the power to perform such miracles? So they got it right. And this is just such a perfect picture of humanity of the condition of the human heart. 
Such a beautiful picture. I mean, they, they encounter Jesus and they're like, wow, they're amazed. They're, I mean, it's, it's like it was, they couldn't help themselves. It was Jesus, the son of God and the miracles and the power and the wisdom. They're astonished at, his, at what he was doing. But then they were triggered. So my question to us tonight is, what do we do when we get triggered? We have two options. One, either we see what's triggering us with vision and what God has for me or what God could have for me. For example, they were amazed and, 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 and astonished at their wisdom. They could have said, wow, what is going on? I don't understand it, but I, I think I need that in my life. I want to learn. Help me. The moment that you take the other route, there's two routes, vision or victim. Come on, somebody. Victim of your own circumstance. You limit yourself for what God has for you. And you place these ceilings over you. I, I just see ceilings broken off right now in the name of Jesus. I, I see the windows of heaven pouring over you. I see a flow, the river of God from the throne room of heaven coming to you. Every area of your life as we surrender completely to the will of God. Come on and we repent and we say, God, I don't want any dishonor in my life. Areas where I've been offended, I forgive. And God forgive me. So, you know, they chose the gravitational pull that Pastor Jurgen was talking about. He's just a carpenter, the son of Mary. Oh, he's so in awe. And, I mean, can't you see him just rolling their eyes at me like, oh my gosh, this is just so awesome. But how many times do we not do that at work? That's oh, just my boss. He's crazy. My gosh. We talk like that about our clients, our spouses. Oh my gosh. You always do this. I'm just going my nothing. I'm going to go in my nothing box. Don't talk to me. I need my me time. Okay. Man, I, I, just, I just see God wanting to restore honor to our hearts. See, honor is something that flows out of the heart. And it's shown with word, in thought, and in action. In word, in thought, and in action. How are we talking about other people? How are we thinking about other people? How, what are we doing for other people? Now, I can, I can understand because we all come from different backgrounds and different, you know, different countries and different areas or whatever. But, but once you come into the kingdom of God, see, we are a new creation. And we get saved and our soul begins to get saved and continues to get saved. That's why the Bible talks about the renewing of the mind. And we learn how to honor. I was teaching my daughter how to eat salad. On Saturday, on Friday night. I hate this. I hate lettuce. Now, and, and I'm like, I know. It's okay. It's okay to hate it. But you're going to learn to like it. 
Oh! You're not leaving until you finish your salad. All of it? Eh, Most of it. And she was just fighting, raging against sound wisdom. You're going to learn to like it. Well, guess what? She finished her salad. But now she has salad under her belt. We may not know how to honor, but we can learn to honor. We can learn. Learn to be a person of honor in a culture that rages. And for people to be like, who the heck is that? When, when you leave the gossip room, you say, no, this is not for me. Hey, guys, let's not talk like that about our boss, okay? They do so much for us. We should be thankful for them. You just walk away. They rage against honor. But we can be the difference. We're called to be the salt of the earth, are we not? Come on, I, I just, I can see a campus and a church that is, that follows the example of our pastors that is, that is full of honor and we see miracles left and right because we carry an atmosphere of miracles and wherever I go because there's honor flowing out of my heart, I see doors opening on my left, I see doors opening on my right and I get calls out of nowhere, I get checks in the mail, I got a, I got the crazy offer accepted but I don't know what it is, I just know that I have honor in my heart and when it doesn't make sense I, I when I this honor creeps in I, creep, creeps into my heart I just humble myself and I say God will you forgive me I repent I am so sorry and we serve such a good God that he forgives us so what happens this honor creeps in and then we get offended and then we keep ourselves from a A lifestyle of miracles. Oh, come on. How many of you are hungry for miracles in your life? Come on. Honor, honor, honor. Let me me go into the the Greek of what, and then we're going to go into the flow of honor, and then, um, and then, and then it's going to be good. I just think it was wrong from the beginning, but (laughs) I honor my pastor. So the Greek word for honor is timi, which means time. Now the simplistic and literal definition of time, honor, is valuing. So a Greek person, when it comes to the word time, the Greek Greek person will think of something valuable, like precious, weighty, such as gold. Other definitions would be appreciation, esteem, favorable, regard, respect. Now, that is what honor looks like in our hearts towards others. How do I think about people? Do I think of them with respect, with, with value? Do I, do I give them my value, my honor? That should be the theme in our hearts. Dishonor, atemia, to not show respect or value, to treat as common, ordinary, or menial. A stronger form of dishonor is to be treated shamefully and even humiliated. Now, honor can be displayed in action, word, and even thought. And all three originate from the heart. Listen to this, Isaiah 29, 13. These people draw near with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but have removed their heart far from me. So honor comes from the heart. Let me just go get a little theological here for a second for Pastor Mike, because he is so smart. But um, let's just talk about the flow of honor real quick, and then we're going to get really practical. Is that okay? 
I'm going to run through these real quick. So Luke 13, 35. Actually, let's go to 1 Samuel 2.30. 1 Samuel 2.30. And this is how it all starts. Those who honor me, this is God speaking, those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Those who honor me, I will honor. So this principle is highlighted in Mark chapter 14, verses 6 through 9, when when remember the woman that, that brings the alabaster flask of oil and, and, and pours it on Jesus' feet? And, and, and he, she was honoring Jesus, giving him value. So honor can be demonstrated in, in, in gifts as well. That's why we honor the pastor. We give honorariums when someone speaks. We, that's, we give value to someone, right? So like Colin came in and did Pathfinder uh, night and he spoke and we honored him. We gave him some really nice shoes because we want to show honor. We're, we, the awakened way is a culture of honor. That's who we are. That's why we have so many campuses left and right. That's why they told Pastor Jurgen, when you go to San Diego, you won't be able to start a church. San Diego does, does not like charismatic churches and the gifts of the spirit and miracles. You won't, but Pastor Jurgen and Leanne are people of honor. That's why you see when everything else is going really wrong at awakening, in church things go right because we are a culture of honor are you with me come on somebody so so some people though chose a gravitational pull and they said wait wait a minute what uh, we could have used that money and given it to the poor but then Jesus reprimands him no 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 you, the poor you'll have with you always she's done a right thing and then he says what she's done will be remembered and talked about wherever this gospel is preached. So those who honor him, he will honor. Are you with me? Okay, so let's go to John 13, 13, 20. I'm sorry. Yeah, John 13, 20. He who receives me receives him who sent me. Now, the context of the word receive is honor. So he who received Jesus received him who sent me. If you study the, 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 the life of Jesus, you'll see that all the honor he got, he always gave it back to the Father because he hadn't been glorified yet. So let's go to Luke chapter 13, verse 35. Jesus said, I tell you, you will not see me again. This is very powerful, guys. I tell you, you will not see me again. This is Jesus speaking. You will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. In other words, you will not see me again until you recognize those I've sent you by declaring, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. In other words, you will not perceive me or see me in your life again until you honor those I send in my name. So when a, when a pastor, listen, I, I'm not a pastor, okay? But when, when, when the Pastor Mike or Pastor Katie come and they speak, as we honor them because they've been sent from God, as we honor them, we get to see Jesus in our lives. Now don't get mad at me, it's in the Bible. It's, it's a culture, guys. It's, it's the awakened way. It's how we do things. If you're new here, come on, get swept in, get, get, get right into it, jump into it. It's, it's how we do life. It's just a big party. Come on, awakened church is just an adventurous, exciting, fun life. It's just a big party. I'm telling you. And life just gets good. I'm not telling you it gets easy. It gets good. It gets joyful. It gets exciting. 
So John 13, 20, again, most assuredly I say to you, he who receives or honors whomever I send honors me, and he who honors me receives him who sent me. Hmm. We'll finish with this. So Matthew 10, 40 to 42. Just so you see how Jesus talked about honor, not just towards God or towards the ones he sent, but towards everyone. Matthew 10, 40 to 42, I want us to read it together. And we change the word receive because the context is honor, the context. So we're going to read it like this. Do we have it up there, guys? Matthew 10, 42. 40 to 42, I'm sorry. And it is the one, the one I sent here. And if you got it, you got it? Okay, cool, perfect. Okay. Anyone who receives you honors me. This is Jesus, okay? Anyone who honors you honors me. And anyone who honors me honors the Father who sent me. Let's keep going. If you honor a prophet as one who speaks for God, you will be given the same reward as a prophet. There are rewards when we honor. And if you honor righteous people because of their righteousness, you will be given a reward like theirs. So he goes, you honor God, you honor the prophets, the people over you, the authority that God has given us to provide covering over us. And then you honor the righteous people, which is our peers, our spouses, our co-workers. And if you even, if you give even a cup of cold water to, the one, to one of the least of my followers, you will surely be rewarded. It talks about honoring children as well. And if you, uh, and whoever honors, and whoever honors one of these little ones will only with only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, as surely I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. So you honor God, you honor the prophets, the pastors, you treat them with value, you think about them highly, you honor your peers, and you honor those under you. Now, what does that look like? This is the flow of honor, guys. Are we good? You with me? Let's get practical, and we'll, we'll be done. I love Manny. Just so good to see you there, dude. We missed you there, man. He's so funny. If you know him, it's like, he's hilarious. You just hang out and like, he says one word, makes you laugh, you know. I love people like that. So, honor God. If, you know, I've never had points when I preach, but I guess this would be point number one. Honor God. Trust in him. Obey him. Follow him. Read the scriptures and build, build your life around them. Yield to him. Surrender everything to him. Tithe. Bring him your best. Just know that when you do, life gets really exciting and adventurous. Honor God. Honor your spouse. Listen to them. Don't roll your eyes at them. Be gentle. Give them value. Speak life over them. Speak highly of them to others. Learn how they need to be honored. Learn how they need to be honored. For me, my wife loves quality time. So we were able to go to Napa. And we spent a lot of quality time. <laughs> but I'm not a quality time person. So I'm like, baby, my love language is just seeing you. I'm good. Like, I just look at you and I'm like, I'm filled. I'm good. 
But you, you got to learn how to honor your spouse. How do you talk to them? Listen, what we're after is, is, is building, creating an atmosphere of miracles around us. And it takes having a heart full of honor. Let's keep going. Honor your kids. Speak life over them. Give them your time. See their potential, not their faults. Parent their opportunities for growth with love. Be strong with them, but also shower them with your affection. Give them the best you can. Set them up for success. If you feel like you need help, hey, we all do. Ask around how. Like, hey, how should I approach this? Like, I'm going through this with my, my, my kids. Like, what do you think would be, would be good? It's okay to do that. It's how we honor our kids. I'm constantly speaking into their future. I'm trying to train their minds to think right. We have a few sayings at home. Hey, what do you say happens? What are you saying? What do you think happens? What are you thinking about? Honor your kids. Honor your pastors slash connect group leaders or team leaders. Be thankful for them. Say thank you to them. Follow their spiritual guidance. Be gracious towards them. If they don't say hi to you one time, don't think they don't like you. They probably didn't see you. Don't get offended. If you do, forgive them. Move on. Stay planted. It's, it's too, listen, it's too, it's too costly. Like there's too much at stake to be taken out by an offense. Listen, it's the bait of Satan. It's the strategy of the devil. He's after you. He walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And you know what he does? He looks for dishonoring hearts. And who can I give this offense left and right? Who's gonna, who's gonna be easy to catch? Don't give them, don't give them anything. He didn't say hi, he didn't smile at me. That's okay, he probably didn't see me. God, he's probably busy with so much going on. In fact, I'm gonna be praying for him right now. Father, I just pray you bless Pastor Mike and bless Pastor Katie. God, strengthen them as they lead the church. Hey, not, not only that, if they speak vision, come on, jump in. Believe the vision, believe with the pastors. When Pastor Jurgen comes and says, we're gonna go after 16 campuses. Yes, we are. We are. We're well able. I can see some wheels are turning. Can I get honest? Can I be honest for a second? Maybe some of you are even mad at me right now. But that's okay. Because I don't care. Listen, when I ran for office, I knew at least half of the people are gonna hate me and I'm okay with it, okay? It's no problem. But I love you too much to not give you the word of the Lord and what God has for you. Miracles left and right. An atmosphere of supernatural. Come on, activity happening on your right, your left with your spouse, your children. It takes a heart of honor. Honor your boss. Don't partake in the gossip. Give them grace. Believe with them. Know they have a lot going on. If you're a business owner, honor your staff. Be generous. Hold them accountable. Give them vision. It's your responsibility. Give them vision. 
I have, I have a, we have a staff prayer, a staff prayer, should be a prayer, a staff meeting once, once a month. And listen, for some of these people, all they know of church or what they're ever, ever as close as they'll be able to get to church is what I say to them. I, I give them life. I speak life over them. I speak life over them. Honor them. Honor someone, to honor someone is to see the potential in them. Honor is what you say behind their back. Let's be people of honor. I'm gonna ask us all to stand. We can go back to that song. Do we have the singers? If not, it's okay. Let's go back to that song. Here, let's go back to that song. And I'm gonna ask you a question, okay? If you're here tonight and you're hungry to see miracles in your life and you recognize that there are areas in your life where there is dishonor, I want you to come to, not come to the front, run to the front and repent. Run to the front and repent. There's too much at stake. If that's you and God spoke to you, it's an act of faith. And you just never know what God might do as we surrender, as we repent. Listen, I went through hell today. I knew there would be resistance. And I'm at home and I got in a fight with my wife. And then I'm reading and studying and the Bible says to honor your wife. Just honor your wife. Give honor to her as a weaker vessel so your prayers may not be hindered. So I went in like a little dog with a tail under, you know. Said, baby, will you forgive me? And then I got a reward. Praise the Lord. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.